Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by TriVegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monday Motivation. Today's topic is about self-compassion and community. And this is really a great day to talk about self-compassion because it's Valentine's Day and I think people have mixed feelings about Valentine's Day. They think it has to be about another person, a loved one. You have to have a romantic partner. And therefore, you know, probably 50% of the people are not feeling so great today because they might not have that. And I'd like to invite you to think about extending love to yourself, which can sound kind of cheesy. And it also can be really difficult for people, but you can do it in the form of self compassion. And most humans, are pretty good about having compassion toward others. That feeling that, you know, you want others to be free of suffering, free of pain, and deserving of love. But we don't always extend that to ourselves. And today, I really want to motivate you to think about ways that you can bring more self-compassion into your life. I'll use an acronym because that might be helpful. And this is really the selling point of why why we need self-compassion and how community can help that compassion towards ourselves. So starting off with S, this is for self. This is the acronym. S, first thing, self-compassion is not selfish. So a lot of times people will conflate this idea that self-compassion is selfish. You know, it's taking time, focusing on yourself. And, and that's just, that's something we're often taught not to do. And they're suspicious of trying to be a little more compassionate to yourselves when you think you should just only think of others and how you can help others. But actually by being more compassionate to yourselves, you are actually going to be better for others. So being good to yourself will help you be good to others. And it also goes the other way. If you're not, if you're harmful to yourself with your thoughts, with your behavior, 
you are, in essence, somehow going to extend that to others. Maybe not in an overtly harmful way, but maybe in your behavior, in your actions. People that aren't really practicing self-compassion also might isolate themselves and not be a good member of a community. So first work on you and realize that self-compassion is not selfish. So it's it's not it's not mean it's not meant to be like self-pitying or just oh woe is me. It's really about anchoring and grounding into who you are so that you can be more generous and forgiving and patient with yourself. We have to recognize all of us are humans. So just by that alone, we are going to have flaws. We're going to be imperfect. And wouldn't it be wonderful if we just recognized our imperfections instead of wounding ourselves because of them, blaming ourselves because of them? So start with this. Self-compassion is not selfish. And think of a few ways that you can extend that to yourself. And it might be as simple as, I'm going to be more patient with the part of my being that I don't particularly like. You know, and it could be that, you know, for me, like I am not a morning person. It would really suck if every morning I got up and I was like, gosh, I'm so lazy. Gosh, I'm, I wish I could be better and more energized in the morning and get stuff done and be one of those people that just jumps out of bed and meditates for 10 minutes at five in the morning. I am not that person. And I don't blame myself for that. It's just who I am. So I'm, un, I'm using my self-compassion to be understanding about this part of my personality instead of demonizing it or, or wishing I was different. And so when we, are, when we do it in these small ways, like how we are kind of wired, you know, maybe you're an anxious person. And instead of getting angry at yourself about being anxious, have some, have some tenderness and some kindness and realize that that's part of who you are and how can you better serve that anxiety instead of fight it and think of it as some kind of trap. So extending this feeling of compassion to yourselves by being patient, by recognizing your kind of triggers or maybe little voids in your wiring that make you feel either highly anxious or stuck or tired in the morning, whatever it might be, that's who you are. But instead of fighting it and, again, really being harsh, take some time and feel compassion. The second, E, let's, why self-compassion? Because self-compassion actually will evolve our emotional intelligence. When we are more compassionate to ourselves, more loving to ourselves, more generous, more patient, when we're not going into self-pity or whininess about things that happen to us, we're actually evolving our emotional intelligence. We're recognizing that we might have misfortunes. We might have things that don't go our way, but we're not going to shame ourselves or isolate ourselves from our community and our family and our friends and, and be stuck in that loneliness, which isn't going to serve this like higher emotional intelligence because emotional intelligence is ability to really adapt. Adapt not by, you know, apathy, but adapt 
to situations and have some, you know, personal accountability about how we move through the world. And with that, strengthen our emotional intelligence. So when you're more self-compassionate, you also will have less self-judgment. And believe it or not, you'll have less self-judgment toward others. Now, judgment is a thing that is not highly evolved. That's really easy to do. But really um, thinking of how you can be less judgmental of yourself and practicing that will help you do that with others. Think about someone who, I've had many people say this, oh, I'm really tough on others, but I'm toughest on myself. And somehow that's some kind of badge to wear. And it's not. That's not a highly intelligent, emotionally intelligent place to be. It's kind of fragile in a way because it's just saying you're really reactionary. And if things don't go your way and the way people are acting, you're going to blame them. But then you also critique yourself. Well, there's nothing good about that. So if you are one of those persons who says, well, I'm really... I'm really critical of others, but I'm most critical of myself. Know that that is not a badge to wear. Work on, first of all, being less critical of yourself and notice how that will be, how that ripples out into the community. There's a lot of research actually on this and that shows how self-compassion is much more effective for increasing personal motivation rather than self-punishment, which would be in the form of, you know, criticizing yourself. And all of these steps will help you be more emotionally intelligent. Because if emotional intelligence is not in the place of reaction, of reacting to situations, to people that aren't, things aren't going your way. So if you're a highly critical person, you are highly critical of yourself. So start there. Stop whining stop complaining, and work on finding little nuggets of appreciation. Again, we're all imperfect, so this isn't about trying to be perfect. There is no perfect, but it is allowing that there are going to be ups and downs in life, and we have to be able to ride with those. We have to adapt, and this all evolves our emotional intelligence. L, why self-compassion? L, it leads to a higher self-esteem. So self-esteem is not like self-aggrandizing or ego is like off the chain, right? Self-esteem means that you are very clear about who you are and you're acting in that manner. And self-esteem will actually help you show up for yourself, but for others as well. So think about somebody who has a low self-esteem. They're certainly not probably doing much for others. So self-esteem is really, really, really important. We need to strengthen it. And again, studies have actually shown that people that have applied more self-compassion, say like with someone who has like anxiety or this kind of, these ruminating thoughts that are not healthy, when they apply more self-compassion techniques, they get out of that space. They get out of that space of just being in your head. And being in your head is not serving your esteem, your confidence, your ability to thrive and not just survive. How do we do this? There's so many ways, but one is really get into your body. Your body will always remind you of your present moment and it will remind you of how things are possible, the possibilities of change. When we show up and move our bodies and pay attention to how we're moving our bodies and strengthen our bodies, 
we are strengthening our inner core as well as that, you know, physical core. And all of that is going to be more motivational and will empower you and will help you really amplify your self-esteem, your place in the world. Because self-esteem, good self-esteem, is strongly linked to psychological well-being, your uh, evaluation of your self-worth. And so self-compassion is the path there. It's a way of really engaging in the world, the ever-changing world, but not changing who we are in that ever-changing world. Because a self-esteem, again, really helps us feel our best, and then we are better for others. Finally, F, find community. So self-compassion leads to finding a community. A, you're going to feel like you deserve the community. You're going to feel like you have a place in it. You belong to it. You're not going to question your worth. How do you find community? Find like-minded people. Find mentors or friends who have this sense of self-compassion and self-worth and aren't like, you know, in the mode of highly critical or self-pitying because that can kind of swallow you up when you're around that type of personality. So form a community, if you don't have it yet, with people who are like you, who are searching to be, you know, better versions of themselves and in doing that, being better members of a community. And what I found by having this wonderful online community at Let Yoga is I see this. It can be virtual. It can be with people you don't actually interact with in face-to-face because you're finding people who are moving through life with the same or different challenges as you, but the similar focus to be their best selves, to live life fully, to adapt to the ups and downs. And we know that self-compassionate people have better mental health. When you're around someone who has good self-esteem, good self-compassion, their mental health is also going to be better, and that will help your mental health as well. You won't get into this kind of one-upmanship that we tend to do of who is suffering the most. We should just lay it out. We know life has all kinds of um, imperfections and suffering, but when we apply these practices of self-compassion, we're going to be able to navigate all of that and we'll really be able to navigate it with an extra sense of solidarity and strength in a community. So if you haven't joined our lit community, here's a little shout out to that. It is a wonderful place. We have an online Facebook group where people can share how things are going and they can share all of it. They can share failures and struggles as well as successes. And and that's Part of being self-compassionate too is that it's negating personal accountability and it's not, you know, saying that life again is not, is, is easy, but it's, Hey, I'm today I'm struggling and maybe I need a little bit of a shout out from somebody to help me so that I'm not going down this tunnel of harsher self-judgment. And that can help so much in a community, whether you know somebody really well or not, if you're all in there for the same reason, again, to bolster your physical, mental, emotional health, then you're going to do it together. And that's what we're here about. So today, every day, but today, send love to yourself. Give yourself a lot of self-compassion. Notice your behaviors that are, that are 
more in the forms of a self-punishment. And just notice it with, with kindness and say, you know, I'm not going to go down that track. I'm not going to think this way. I'm going to focus on the things that are going well for me. I have a body that can move my health. Hopefully your health today is great. If it's not as good as you want it to be, take time to figure out how you can make yourself healthier physically and mentally, because I know so many are struggling with the mental, but they're connected, my friends. They're connected. So even on the days you feel mentally drained, mentally low, try and move. Try and move your body. It will remind you of that infinite source of compassion and power that is within you. I hope this is encouraging for you and know that I'm pulling for you every day. I'm sending you love. I'm sending you compassion. And I'm hoping that if you haven't already, you'll join our community in any way you can and know that we are here for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.